Good morning, everyone. This is Jeff from the Cyber Pro Podcast, back with another episode today. We're going to talk about something fascinating, open source security on today's podcast. But before that, I'd like to introduce our guest. In a few words, Nancy, can you please tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Well, thank you. Hello, my name is Nancy Garishi. I'm a dev advocate for the GitHub Security Lab. Uh, so I'm all about open source security, trying to raise awareness on how to secure open source and help um, open source maintainers keep their, their projects safe. Excellent. Thank you for pronouncing your, your last name because I know that I was going to slaughter it and hence I avoided it completely. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. <laughs> uh, question number two, can you share with our viewers the most fascinating aspect, given your deep background, um, what is the most fascinating thing about what you do and, and honestly where you see it going in the future? Yeah, what I found fascinating is, and sometimes even overwhelming is the diversity of, of the field of cybersecurity, right? Um, it just doesn't seem to grow and, and doesn't want to stop. You can uh, secure IoT devices, you can secure embedded devices, you can secure software, application security, network. Um, so we're not getting out of any work anytime soon. Um, and But that also gives us, as a career choice, so many choices in what you want to get involved with. I know that I'm not so much an operational person, stressful situation is not something I'm looking for, but I can still find impactful work where I can use um, uh, strategy analysis work on impacting uh, you know, the, the environment, the open source environment, for example. So uh, I just find it interesting that we, we have so many opportunities to um, use the skills that we have to make a difference in securing uh, whatever we need to to do. And that can, like I said, be application, can be software, can be uh, IoT devices, hardware, um, where we're pretty much essential everywhere in all industries. Yeah, that's really fascinating what you just said about having multiple platforms, multiple applications, multiple devices, and, uh, and so on and so forth, right? That, that the, the number of choices is only getting larger and cybersecurity is only getting more complex because all the threat actors are evolving faster than any of us can see in many cases. So that kind of laying the groundwork, uh, what do you, do you see as being um, a big topic in your arena, a big uh, up and coming threat where you work in the coming year or years? Well, I would say because of things getting complex, we need to set set uh, the tools for people to create software, to create new technologies, uh, and give them the tools to do that securely and properly from the start, right? And not, we've heard that before, not start too late, not being an afterthought, but um, also understanding that it's such a specialization that we cannot expect everybody who builds to be a security specialist. Mm -hmm. So let's start giving them the requirements upfront, knowing that let's let's give them the tools not to be able to create something insecure. I think this is the only way for us to, to catch up and to not having to, to reassess everything that we've built. Give them the tools to start with that will help them build secure system and be creative with the environment that we have. 
Yeah, that flows perfectly into question number four, which is our topic about open source security when you talk about having the tools and the ability to be creative. So what insights or advice about raising awareness, funding, and human capital contribution as it relates to open source security would you like to share with our audience? Yes, I think like recently we've seen uh, with different incident, like Log4j and NPM, um, that how open source um, solutions are essential to everyone. Even if you didn't think you had, you were impacted, you were, you were everybody was during the holidays in 2021. Um, so now we need to understand that, that, okay, these people are working on software usually and their projects are underfunded, they're overworked, it's something part-time, uh, but it's things that we're using in critical solutions sometimes. So we need not only to fund, but what we've heard as well, I work for the GitHub Security Lab and, and we have these conversations with security researchers for with open source maintainers is that they don't only need the funds, but they also need that expertise. So I'm trying to, we're trying to encourage even security professionals to give their time and give their advice to those projects and see, because it's everyone's responsibility and um, to contribute and to, to, to give them the, the advice to make sure that we are all safe. Um, so again, not just money, money is helpful. And especially when there's big, enterprises using that open source software, but even advice and expertise is a great contribution that open source maintainers will welcome. Yeah, and, and, I, and, I, and I believe, I think we all believe that, you know, having that crowd sourcing of knowledge is critical because it's going to open up paths and avenues of thought that maybe weren't adequately explored previously, and if not explored, exploited by the threat actors. Yes, um, that's been controversial because they, that's what that was the idea of open source saying, like if it's open, everybody, there's so many eyes on it, we can find vulnerability. But the, the truth is, is that even if it's open source and everybody sees it, nobody's looking at it uh, <laughs> until something happens, right? Um, so yes, it's open source and everybody has access to it, but let's look at it before anything happens and crowdsource that, um, that expertise earlier on as we're building it and not only when the incident, uh, incidents occur. Right, right, earlier on in the cycle. Yeah, that makes total yeah. sense. You know, this is super interesting, Nancy, uh, and I know that some of our viewers may like to reach out to you and maybe have a conversation with you uh, if they'd like to do so. What's the best way for folks to, to reach out and say hello? Personally, my LinkedIn is the best way to uh, to connect with me. Go ahead, just say, uh, write in a note of where you've heard about me or this uh, something that we've, we've discussed or where we met, and uh, I'll be happy to connect and uh, DM me and uh, start a conversation. Fantastic. Question number five, let's talk about something light and fun for a second. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your favorite piece of retro technology that makes you smile. 
I must say that it's really recent. Um, I have the thing where I need music to fall asleep. Um, so I've been bringing my phone to bed, but that gets distracting with all those TikToks and Facebooks and LinkedIn. And I don't have Facebook anymore, but like social media. So I needed a solution to bring music with me, <laughs> but not internet and everything else. So I digged and found my old iPod. Um, so that's like back in 2009, might not be that old, but like that was a gold mine. So now I'm charging it and trying to figure out if I can still make it work. And um, that's my new fascination now. <laughs> Isn't that amazing though? You, you, I, we talk about retro piece of technology and you talk about something that's 10, 12 years old, but you know what? In our field, 10 to 12 years is a relic. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and something that doesn't have, I'm, I'm, I was looking for a piece of software that doesn't, that doesn't connect uh, a piece of technology that doesn't connect to the internet. Right. Like, right. Th that is. <laughs> yes. Like, like my refrigerator connects to the internet. Yes. How many well, friends I, do I have who, who try to find TVs that are not connected to the internet and they're having a really, really hard time? Like, that's where we're going. <laughs> There's a bit of paranoia. For me, it's not the paranoia. It's, it's the, you know, the ADHD tendencies. But yeah, it's, it's really hard to go back to say like simpler times where we were not attacked with so much information at the same time. <laughs> you know what? If, if, uh, if the bad guys in the world want us, want to hack my yogurt and well, they can do that <laughs> yeah but you know yeah, if your medication isn't there <laughs> <laughs> it has been a pleasure thank you so much for your time we appreciate you. you we appreciate your viewpoints uh and we wish you well and we hope you have a wonderful 2022 fantastic thank you thank you for having me Thanks for watching the Cyber Pro Podcast and being part of our community. We really appreciate it. We have more episodes here.